0: Hello, and you're listening to another episode of What the Dev. I'm your host today, Christina Cardoza, news editor of SE Times. And today we'll be talking to Ashok Reddy, the new CEO of CollabNet version one, and Derek Langoon, former CEO of Xebia Labs, and now president of CollabNet. In case some of our listeners haven't heard yet, CollabNet version one and Xebia Labs recently announced they decided to merge their companies. And so Ashok and Derek are here today to tell us a little bit more about that news. So, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Oh, great to be here. Nice to talk to you, Christina.
0: So I've been writing, you know, about Xebia Labs and about Colabna and version one, um, you know, for years now. And this merger was really interesting to me, this announcement, because I've always thought of the two companies sort of as competitors in the enterprise DevOps, now value stream management space. So why did you guys decide to um, come together and merge the companies?
2: Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, Christine, is a great question. I think one of the things what we have found is uh, in the market uh, today, everyone is focused on becoming a digital business and transforming themselves. But one of the biggest challenge in the marketplace is that uh, how do you actually deliver value in the software and measure it? And uh, you know, part of this is people have had different things, tool chains to do. You know, There is a great products for doing certain aspects of the DevOps. But then you also have people who are changing in terms of the Agile planning and other things which are upstream and uh, combining them together has been a big challenge for customers. So what we found is that uh, based on the customer, enterprise customers, where they have to have speed and agility at the same time they have to deal with compliance, audit and others. They don't really have a system of record for a digital application or a business. So. What this uh, particular uh, acquisition does or Merger is doing is to bring a complete end-to-end visibility all the way from how people have uh, an idea to a, uh, how do I create plans to how do I develop, how do I test, how do I deploy, how do I secure, how do I monitor. You can have a complete system of record and combine that with uh, systems of intelligence because you want to learn from The process uh, behind it and then value stream management is how do I actually deliver value to the end users uh, in a way where you flow away from a business to the end user. So to me, I think that's really the opportunity here is to bring the upstream aspects of the value stream to the downstream in terms of how you actually deploy and orchestrate and manage and provide visibility from an end-to-end perspective. And uh, I'll let uh, Derek uh, add, uh, you know, some of the things what uh, he's saying and uh, how this uh, will provide value to the customers.
1: Yeah, thanks, Ashok, and I think that's a that's a great overview. And really, um, the, the fundamental benefit that we're trying to put together for the market is this end-to-end layer of orchestration and visibility for the releasing the the production and release of software. You know, one of the things that really seemed to be missing uh, at the very top of the market was an enterprise-class solution that could serve the needs of the global 5,000, which were the client base of ZB Labs and CollabNet already but put together more of a horizontal offering that does a couple of things. One, creates that end-to-end pipeline of orchestration and connection of all the individual tools that are being used to support DevOps and, and being used to support building and delivering software. So bringing all of those together onto one sort of plug, um platform that each of those tools plugs into um, is number one. But then number two, we then having made all these connections, are uniquely positioned to collect data from all those individual tools and processes and aggregate that data together, as Ashok said, for value stream to give instrumentation and information where that information and instrumentation has never really existed before. So this will drive better decision-making, give uh, IT leadership a sense of where their dollars in DevOps are are going and, and what the results of those dollars are producing, but also for very practical reasons in the Global 5000 marketplace, things like compliance reporting, security reporting, test coverage, you know, chain of custody, things like that, basically delivering answers that have never been available before.
0: Great, and um, you know, it seems, you know, in this value stream management there are sort of two ways to go about it. There are you know, um, companies that offer integration that plug into all the different tools out there from all these other companies. And then there are the companies that are trying to provide you know, the end-to-end platform, trying to be the one place where you go and you get everything and you don't have to worry about going to all these other um, companies and connecting everything in from all these different tool providers. So what do you think is the, the benefit of the platform that you guys are providing in this area? You know, why provide one end-to-end thing?
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the things which, uh, you know, having uh, you know, worked at this space for many years, one of the things I've found is that we actually f- offer both, right? For people, in, especially the global 5,000 companies, they already have many parts of this, uh, in many cases, tool chains. They may be using uh, different platforms. They have to work on the different clouds. So almost every enterprise customer already has, and it's also the developers and others love the things what they already use. So providing some in that case where you want to come in and provide one platform end-to-end where you have to use this and replace everything they have, is not going to work for every customer. That's one aspect. But then there are also people who want to, all end-to-end from one vendor or at least the things what we provide can provide a value stream management all the way from you know, how they do. It, we can do both. So what we are providing is not either or. Where you can only use, replace everything you have, rip and replace, which won't work. Or if somebody doesn't want to spend all the time integrating and making it all work, we can provide option to both. So that's one of the key things is regardless of which cloud, which platform, on-prem, uh, distributed cloud, edge computing, uh, you are using Apple or Android, doesn't matter. So our goal is to provide a platform which works end-to-end and it can uh, either coexist with some of the things they have, but orchestrate the tools they already have and uh, provide a connection to the frameworks like SAFe and others, which is what we do, is also be able to provide uh, more like a reference architecture for agile frameworks uh, like SAFe.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Ashok, that's a a nice overview. And I think Christina, your question was, say hey, there's a couple of approaches here, um, and I think we, we've got a very definitive approach that we're taking, which is to complement the tooling that's already in place. And that's really fundamentally required in the enterprise. If you think about it, these companies have made DevOps tooling and process investments over many years. There are things that are sort of ubiquitous, like, uh, you know, Jira and Jenkins and Puppet, and even now, you know, the more commercial technologies like ServiceNow and, and others that are fundamental to to supporting the requirements of those businesses. And our platform approach is basically to integrate with all those technologies, provide the expertise and release orchestration, deployment automation, reporting, and agile planning that we bring to the table and complement that with the, with the fundamental functions of these other technologies. Um, the alternative approach is something like a GitLab, right, which is a great technology platform uh, that gives you sort of one-stop shopping and all of the different aspects of a DevOps tool chain are provided. The challenge we found in large enterprises is twofold. Number one, uh, it's generally a bottoms up uh, driven technology platform, and that doesn't tend to scale very well because it's very manual and sort of um, engineering centric, if you will. But the other challenge and the bigger challenge is that, you know, the the heavy investments in time and money that have been made in some of these specific tools, you know, again, things like Jenkins and Jira, the enterprises are just not willing to and, and really not capable of walking away from those. So our approach to complement those, I think, is, is going to be um, a little more effective at the very top of the market in these global enterprises.
0: Now, when you guys um, released the news about the merger, you announced this mission to create an integrated DevOps, uh, integrated Agile DevOps platform. So, can you tell me a little bit more about what that means, and um, you know what that's sort of going to entail?
2: Yeah, I guess uh, you know one of the things I will say is that you know Agile part of it is really about you know how do it is all about speed and velocity, but it's also about transforming the way people do work. Because you have a more of a front end, you know, you have to organizationally have to do that. But then the DevOps part of the delivery, the automation, and also to Derek's point, you know, people have to think about compliance and security and reliability and all those things. So there is this conflict of not just the DevOps, but all the constraints people have to deal with when I want to go fast, but I also want my reliability, my security, my compliance. So, To me, that's really what we mean by agile. It's like not only the speed and uh, how you balance that with the constraints people have, but the functional requirements to non-functional. At the same time, there's a cultural and uh, allowing people to use what they have to, how you change them to become more agile across the company, not just the development and operations, but also the business side, the finance and others. So that's really what we mean by end-to-end. So the ability to, Go fast, but also not compromise quality and reliability and security. And Derek, uh, I know you have uh, quite a few thoughts on that in terms of what you're seeing.
1: Yeah, I, I do. And I think, Ashok, you covered it very well. And then really, Christina, the, the idea here is that Agile in the development uh, phase of the software lifecycle has existed for many years and has really you know, taken taken hold and matured. And that has produced a lot of velocity in the sort of development phase of software lifecycle. And then you hit a bottleneck a little bit downstream, right? The release orchestration and deployment. And that bottleneck is generally because the, the aspects of Agile, that iterative development, that iterative release, and things like that have not matured at the same rate that that iterative development has. So really what the goal is for our platform is to flatten out that entire process and make the entire process gain velocity by in by in by Introducing agile principles throughout the software lifecycle, and you do that in a couple of ways. One, it's it's coaching and the process changes that are required, uh, which we we come with a methodology in addition to technology. Uh, but number two, it's it's using technology um, that that can support this this sort of iterative approach to the software lifecycle. And at the same time, I think Ashok said something that's very important. It's that the tooling that is familiar to the people that are involved in the process doesn't change. So the engineers are still using the tools that they've always used, but they're using them in a different process. And same thing with the release managers and even the business behaving differently, but not having to make massive adjustments in, in tooling, subtle adjustments in process that result in this increased velocity, reliability, and, and overall you know higher, higher um, satisfaction by, by customers.
0: Great. Now, um, Ashuk, you are brand new to the company. You were just announced, I believe, the new CEO when the news of the merger came out. So why why did you decide to join CollabNet, especially at a time where it's going through some big fundamental changes?
2: Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, for me, the changes, uh, you know, when I look at it from a market perspective and uh, when I look at uh, what's happening in the marketplace. I feel like the digital transformation, more than 50% of IT spent today is in the context of transformation. And I think the managing the change and agile and DevOps coming together is a fantastic opportunity. And I think when I look at both the CollabNet version one, as well as uh, Xevia Labs, you know, they're leading. uh, If you look at all the analyst reports to customers, uh, they're the leaders in each of these areas in value stream management, for example, uh, you know, the, the top two companies in that space. So I felt like it's uh, time for something like this to bring it together and be able to grow uh, at scale, uh, uh, which is my background in terms of having worked in uh, very large companies and working with enterprises. And uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, kind of shaping this and working with uh, you know great companies uh, like ZB Labs and uh, Collabnet and Version 1 to create a truly you know, digital platform for uh, the transformation.
0: Now, speaking about... Um version one, the company you guys also merged with back in 2017, how does how does version one and their capabilities fit into you know, this new software company and the vision you have going forward?
2: Yeah, I think uh, version one, uh, if you look at, uh, it's built uh, ground up for agile planning to development and others, right? And some of the others, when you're in the marketplace, everybody talks about agile and how they do, but it's uh, if you don't build it in the way where all the way from supporting something like a safe framework, so scaled Agile, we are. It's almost like a reference architecture implementation for scaled Agile framework, especially the value streams, the 5.0, for example. For customers, uh, you know, when they want to scale across globally across multiple teams, you can actually do that ground up, and then uh, it also has you know very good resource planning and management capabilities and it can now link up through ZVL apps in terms of if you start with a blueprint, a epic or a story, and then you want to orchestrate all the way down to the delivery and get feedback, you can do that. So I think version one uh, can uh, also integrate with uh, the uh, Git uh, SCM. So if you think about uh, CollabNet has, you know it's always been a leader in uh, SCM subversion, as well as many people don't realize it's one of the leaders in providing uh, secure Git. It has many use cases like Intel and others use Git across 30,000 developers because if you just use Git on its own, it doesn't have the same level of security, centralized administration. So I think if you start with version one, you can define more at a portfolio epics. And then if, even if people are using distributed way, you can automate that and security and Now with ZBL apps, you have world-class delivery platform and visibility, so it kind of completes the story from a value stream management, but you need the base uh, agile planning and tracking capabilities, which is what version one provides.
0: Now I noticed, Ashok, on your LinkedIn profile, it states that you're the, the CEO of a new software company. So I'm not sure if you can comment on this on, or not, but are there plans to, um, you know, rebrand the company or are we going to be a CollabNet version one, ZBia Labs name? What do you, you guys have in the works? <laughs>
2: Uh, I think uh, Derek has this saying that, uh, you know, we uh, we are running out of the, the length of the name. So now we are actually working on, uh, you know, a rebranding effort based on the market and customer input and others. So we will be uh, uh, hopefully in a few weeks down the road, we'll be announcing the you know new branding for the messaging of the company. And as we said, this is set of capabilities, what we have today, but we do uh, as part of the TPG portfolio, uh, we have intentions to acquire other companies as well as build out uh, organically. Uh, and uh, so that's really the, you know, the company name is not yet, uh, we are not able to announce at this point, but we, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that in the next few weeks.
0: Great. Now, Derek, I'd like to hear, um, you know, just a little bit more from your perspective about why you thought ZBA Labs, um would be a good fit for this new software company or why this new software company would be a good fit for ZBA Labs. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh so a couple of reasons. One, I mean at Labs had the luxury of establishing ourselves as as really a leader in our respective market, you know, ranked uh at you know at the highest levels by the analysts and you know, the third party validators and and you know, validated by our customer base, you know, the, the fact that we have the three largest US banks and two largest US insurers and some of the largest airlines, all as customers, you know, sort of across vertical, um, was wonderful. But was sort of limiting, right? What we were getting for, for. Questions uh, from our customers a lot of times was, hey, I would love to extend the functionality of your product. You know, left and right, you guys have done a great job, but you own this piece of the puzzle, and the other pieces, you know, are, are right, right now being sort of unresolved, or we've kind of woven together a tapestry of of tools to try to fix it. So um, we had a long-standing partnership with uh, Collabnet Version One, so we basically saw in action, you know, joint customers benefiting from our technologies working together. And uh, TPG uh, happened to have a thesis around DevOps to solve the the requirement at the very top of the market. So it was sort of a natural... Opportunity for us to put the companies together formally, and then to Ashok's point, this is in the end. I think that there are other um, elements of the software lifecycle that we can that we can add to the portfolio either organically or inorganically that'll really round out the value proposition and sort of establish ourselves as you know sort of singular in our segment of the market in terms of the value we can provide to customers and the and the impact we can have on their businesses.
0: Great. Now. um, you know, I think this is all the time we're going to have for today. But before we go, guys, is there anything else you, you know, can tell us about the merger? Anything on the roadmap, um, or you know, what we can expect?
2: I would say that uh, you know we are uh, focused on making this uh, not just the end-to-end platform for today's applications. But I think one of the biggest change in the industry is that the applications themselves are becoming intelligent. So that means that uh, you know when you develop and deploy. It doesn't stop there, but each of these applications are going to learn, and based on the data, they're going to evolve. So how do you actually develop, test, and deploy things which can change once they're deployed and they're personalized? To me, that's a bigger opportunity for us, what we are focused on. So it's not only the data-driven approach, the analytics we provide, but I think we are uh, excited about the opportunity to be the platform for intelligent applications as well.
0: Great. Well, thank you again so much, Ashok and Derek, for joining us today. And we look forward to hearing more about the new company and seeing what you guys do.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Christina.
0: Thanks. Until next time, I'm Christina Cardoza, and you've been listening to What the Dead.